Episode 18, Midwest Baseball Ranks, coming at you right now. We are presented by none other than Joey's Red Hots. You've heard me talk about them the past couple weeks, and I can't get enough. I got a new go-to there. It is the famous Philly. You can get it steak or chicken. I actually got a chicken. Uh, you can go with the steak, the traditional, but the chicken, man, it, it just hits. It's a great great switch up from my from my normal uh double euro burger um also great pizza puffs for those that don't know about pizza puffs i know it's real popular around us in the chicagoland area but for those of you that are coming in for our tournament in oak forest and you're swinging by joey's after our games to get a little bite to eat try a pizza puff i hope you've had it i think most people have had it if not try their pizza puffs absolutely phenomenal with some fries uh, you can't go wrong. Joey's, Joey's Red Hots, no doubt about it. Uh, get your catering from them. Get the taco truck. Get the food truck. Whatever you have going on, Joey's is the place that you want to get it from. Locations in Orland Park, New Lenox, Chicago, Crest Hill. Like I said, they got the catering. They got the food trucks, the taco trucks. They do it all. Trust me. Go get you some Joey's Red Hots. Grab a slice of pizza. Grab some gelato. Whatever it takes. Joey's Red Hots. Midwest Baseball Ranks. You can find us on iTunes, on Spotify, and on our website, MidwestBaseballRanks.com. Go check it out. Like, subscribe, leave us a review, leave us those five stars. Those go a long way. We appreciate all the support we've gotten. Find us on Instagram, Midwest Baseball Ranks. Find us on Facebook, Midwest Ranks. Go check us out, guys. Leave us a like and everything. Uh, today, great interview. We got Coach Jason Crane uh, from Alma College over in Michigan, and uh, just uh, I really enjoyed this one. It's a lot of fun. Just uh, this just goes to show you, you know, the type of coaches that you you work with. Uh, just at the end of the day, they're just normal guys, you know, just uh, loving the game of baseball. So really enjoyed uh, getting to know Coach Crane a little bit, and looking forward to that. So with that being said, let's go. Here we go, Jason. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Uh, right now we got on with us uh, Coach Jason Crane, head coach, manager over at Alma College in Michigan. Coach, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are you guys doing today? We're good. We're good. We're good. Hey, let's let's jump right into this thing. Yo, what? Talk to us about your background in baseball. Why why Alma College? Why what what made you yo? go coach at Alma College, you know, do what you're doing, you know, what, what's kind of your background for, for anybody that... Yeah, no, that, that's great. So I, uh, I am from the Plymouth Canton area, grew up there. I played baseball at Canton High School, um, played obviously travel baseball throughout my years around there. It's a little bit different back then than it is now. I'm 49 years old, so the, the travel baseball scene was a little different then, but there, uh, there were, were still teams and, and we competed, you know, pretty much every day in the summers. Uh, so it's kind of where I where I grew up, and then from there, you know, I I'm married my high school sweetheart. We're still married, been together for married for 25 years, and and um and then together for even longer. So uh, from there, we we lived in Northville, and I uh, had coached my kids and in baseball and different things. And when the opportunity was right, and, and Plymouth High School uh, uh, opened up, and you know 
knowing that I played at Canton High School, it you know just felt like going to the park was a kind of like a homecoming. Plymouth High School was not at uh, the park when I was there. It was just Canton and Salem, so it felt easy to go there without worrying about any rivalry type of feelings. So uh, it was uh, it was good to go there and, and try to build upon what previous coaches had started. And you know I had some great assistant coaches with me and and Scott Nemec and and Bo Adams and those guys really. Uh, helped me jumpstart what we had going at Plymouth and it's just been a, a passion from there and it grew as I started I realized how much I loved uh, you know coaching those young men and, and helping them from their high school playing you know days into college and then just giving them life skills to, to obviously even go beyond college and what they're going to have to face once they get into the, the professional world and you know and just give them the opportunity to be successful there you know, Wyoma College, I never really had planned to leave Plymouth High School. Elma College is where I went and played baseball. I played baseball in Elma. I graduated in 1995, and um, they came calling to ask if I'd be interested and uh, interested in applying back in 2018. And um, I had never really even thought about uh, making that jump because, again, my fa- I lived in the Northville area for my whole life. I have four boys, so it would be a big move to, to change where – you know, I, where I lived and uproot my family. And it's, um, so we, we talked about it a lot as a family and decided it was the right time to make really a, a shift in what I did professionally as well. I was uh, a business owner in the Metro Detroit area and, you know, and uh, in transitioning from that, which is, you know, still ongoing and, uh, you know, moving towards the end and just really grasping what I can do in the coaching world to help uh, young men become, you know, better members of the community and fathers and obviously baseball players on the field. So, um, it, it, again, just like going to Plymouth High School was kind of a homecoming, going back to the park PCP, going to Alma is definitely, was definitely a, a homecoming for me. And it's uh, been great to be around campus again and, you know, just, um, you know, be around the sites that I've been familiar with my whole life and now be able to contribute yeah, in a little bit different way. That's that's awesome. That answers you, know, the you, like you said, you know, being able to coach hometown schools and, and your your alma mater and stuff, you know, that's that's great. That's you know, it's almost something, you know, that you kind of dream of when you're a kid. I mean, besides hitting a home run and walk off home run and game seven World Series type thing, you know, that's 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 kind of a dream that that some people have, and and you're kind of living that out, you know. But on the same side, you you mentioned you had a business in in Metro Detroit area and. And it's still ongoing, and you're coaching, and you have a family. So why not let's let's throw something else in there? You know, now you get to recruit. <laughs> you know, so wh- yeah. what are you looking for in in a player nowadays? Like, what are colleges looking for? You know, it's just one more thing on on your notch of the belt that you have to be concerned about. But you know, what if you're talking to players out there at the high school level, even even younger sometimes? What what are you kind of telling them? What are you looking that we look for in a in a player? Um, you know, and something that uh, we t- we talk about, and I'm sure we'll get to it here eventually. Is um, we'll we'll look we'll ask about their grades. I mean, the grades tell us a lot about a young man as far as their commitment goes, and and it's not necessarily the the number that they're at now, but what's their trajectory look like? Everyone has blips along you know along the the road, and we're here to help you through those. It's gonna it, it happened before. It's gonna happen again. So you know, if you had a bad year. And we can talk about it openly, and, and you've done well since. 
you know, I'm, I'm not as concerned about the the number it is now. That, but but what what has happened? Talk to, let's talk about your journey a little bit. So that's kind of the, the first thing that gives us an inclination as to what type of young man um, that that person is. You know, additionally, we really talk a lot about giving and constru- uh, receiving constructive criticism in our program. Every recruit that comes in on a visit, we talk about the ability to give and receive constructive criticism. We don't. You know, I'm not really talking about from the coaching staff, you know, although that is going to happen, you're going to get some constructive criticism from the coaching staff. What I'm really talking about is the constructive criticism giving and receiving from your from your teammates. Um, as we're in the on the field, we feel like you're going to be able to uh, be more successful as a team if you're if you're helping your your teammates through tough spots as opposed to us you know, joysticking you from the dugout. So being able to give and receive constructive criticism is really important to us. We coach to it a lot. We're not perfect. Mistakes are made. So there's going to be times when, uh, you know, we don't do it correctly, but we, we work on, um, we work on improving that every day. And it's just, a, it's a really big part of our program. So we're looking for people that we think have the characteristics to be able to do that. Um, it's not generally something we get over one conversation. It's usually, you know, a conversation to 10 conversations. And on top of that, we're talking to high school coaches. We're talking to travel coaches. We're talking to family friends. We're really, we do a lot of research on our guys. We follow their social media accounts. You know, we're, I, I'm a big believer in being humble. And so, you know, you can tell a lot about their um, makeup on, you know, what they do on social media. So all those things are really important to us. And, you know, baseball obviously falls in there at some point. We're looking for guys that can play baseball, but Quite honestly, there's lots of those guys, so we're looking for the other characteristics that are going to separate that baseball player and make them a great teammate and a great part of our program and someone that's going to re- represent us for the next you know, 40, 50, 60, 70 years of their life after they're done playing baseball in Alma. Yeah, I, I love that, and that was kind of my next question too. Is you know how important are the parents when it comes to recruiting? Like, so you go to a tournament and you're looking at a kid. Uh, are you look, looking at their parents too, and how they act, and um, you know how they handle the situations? Is you know just as much as the kids, I imagine, is important. Yeah. So I, I mean, it, yes, we pay attention to to parents. No, undoubtedly, I would say that it's not a, a final decision maker. Not. I really hate to to punish a kid that's a great kid and is humble and and ready to take that next step, uh, you know, if their if their parents might be, you know, off the hook, behind the dugout, whatever it may be, yelling and screaming, you know, I don't want to. That's not that's not necessarily the kid. Yes, we get that with the kid if we we bring them aboard. So we have those conversations. I'm a very transparent coach. We we talk to you know, parents are there obviously generally in the recruiting visit. We're pretty transparent about what we expect uh, our guys to be like in our program and and how we conduct ourselves on the field, and that translates to the players too. And, and generally, if we do have a situation like that where, where parents are inappropriately vocal or, or something like that, they see what we are coaching our team to do, and they don't want to, generally speaking, they don't want to be the outliers standing you know, somewhere yelling and screaming from the dugout when we're not allowing our players to do that. I mean, we're very much one of my mantras, and I know it's not, you know, popular sometimes now, but uh, our team, I said all the time, our team, I, we want a loud dugout, energetic dugout. We want everyone checked in. We want it to be about our team. You want to celebrate something? I'm, I I understand that that's a big part of today's game, and I'm not against it, but it's about our guys. 
don't don't uh, put anyone else down. Celebrate our good yeah, things. Yeah, like that answer a lot. You know, to me, I, I'm, I love new age baseball mixed with old school baseball. So I, I think you nailed it. Celebrate, enjoy yourself, but do it among your team and do it among your dugout. There's no reason to involve outsiders or whatever. Just make it about your team and not about just yourself. So I think that's a great answer. And um, I, if I was a recruit, that's something I would want to hear. So you encourage it, but make sure it's about the team. That's important. Yep. Yeah, Amen. Like um, so a question I have, you know, so are you when you're recruiting uh, a, a kid, are, are you willing to take a kind of a chance on a, you know, on an athlete that, you know, maybe might not be as polished versus, um, you know, the kid that has been doing it his whole life and is, you know, what you're getting? Are you, are you willing to take a chance on an athlete that, you know, has that big potential? Uh, most definitely. And I would say more of those. Well, I shouldn't say more because it's always very important, but the characteristics that we just talked about in the last question are even more important with that particular individual because they're probably going to face at least certainly more adversity than maybe a, someone that's that's more polished. It's going to be able to have the opportunity to contribute sooner. You know, the player that's going to have to, that has the potential to have those skills is going to have to, you know, persist through some low points. And it's important that they have the quality characteristics to be able to do that. Um, to push through but yes for 100 percent, we take those guys we take i would say one to three of those guys every single year where we think they've got a high ceiling great kid good teammate we want them to be part of what we're doing so to piggyback off of that question can you talk briefly on the importance of a multi-sport athlete you know somebody that's not 100 specialized in just baseball can you talk to what you guys might look at do you do you ever go and you know you have a recruit that you really that you really like and maybe you go watch his basketball game type thing do you do you ever do anything like that we do actually it's uh i would say it's less because we want to see how good they are at football or basketball or something like that it's really us showing support for them as a student athlete um I think playing a playing as many playing as much as you can in high school is is really important. And even more, moving towards college, we have a couple dual sport athletes. Um, it becomes more difficult. It depends on positions and all those other things when you get to college. Um, but uh, definitely supportive of dual sport athletes, and and I certainly recommend it at the high school level. Helps with your you know muscle development. Helps with your strength. Helps with not overusing particular parts of your body because you're just using a diff different muscle groups during different sports. And, and on top of that, it's, it's great to hear more voices of leadership um, than just one. So if you're just a baseball player, you know, you're just going to, in high school in particular, you're just going to hear my voice all the time. And, uh, you know, I, hopefully I have great things to say, but there's always different perspectives that you can get from a football or a basketball coach or a cross country coach or you know, whatever other sport you may be playing, there's all these other perspectives that you might gain from them, gain from them on, on how it, how, you know, it's great to be part of a, a team and how it, how to compete and how to handle difficult situations and, and all those other things that we have tools to do, but, you know, everyone hears something a little bit differently in particular high school and college uh, student athletes. So finding that person with the right path to their mindset is really important. And you can get that from playing multiple sports for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, I I just think that you know I think you nailed it there. Um, you know the there's been such a focus lately on on specializing in sports and you know now baseball. When when we were kids, it went from you know 
soccer or football to basketball to wrestling or swimming to baseball and that's that's how it was and there was designated seasons but now you're running into a situation where it's constant baseball yo we only have one two months off at a time sometime you're already back <laughs> doing baseball again the next season that's the same with aau basketball and and soccer right. there's just no break for the kids anymore and i think it's important that they are able to do other sports yep yeah mental breaks and, and even doing no sports and I, you know i don't encourage sitting at home and doing nothing but at a point you need them these guys need them these athletes need a mental break and and when you go from sport to sport you can get that because you're focusing on something different but even those little one two month breaks i mean for us and in, for instance and in, uh you know at elma we go through our fall ball and the guys have off-season workouts that uh, that they're going through you know as we go through our off-season we start up here soon in january but i'd say the last month and a half has really been more you know agility strength things like that far less baseball type stuff and it's just it gives their mind a blow from some of those things that they have to you know work on all yeah, year yeah absolutely so what is it that you enjoy teaching the most to the the now young men getting ready to take on the world one day like these aren't these aren't little kids anymore they're they're high school and and their their travel ball coaches have, have coached them up enough their parents are putting um, them in your hands now you know what is it that you enjoy teaching them the most well i think the uh the biggest thing is is being around helping them figure out how to be around people that aren't just like them and you know that can mean a lot of different things but within a format of a baseball team you know there's going to be different personalities different um you know different uh, strengths on the field and off the field and working together um to to get to a common goal is is really important and sometimes that's lost in different uh levels of baseball and you know on a, on a collegiate baseball team you're going to have you know the division one level anywhere between 30 to 45 guys in the in the program sometimes a tick more and uh you know we we generally carry about 45 plus or minus and then there's programs that carry as many as 80 so you're going to have lots of guys in the program and you know every role and we, we talk a lot about how every role is important and it, it may not be as fun to be the person um, that doesn't play as much, but as you embrace that role, and we've have got lots of guys that can talk to this that have graduated and, and are at our program currently, but we can't win big things without those guys. And it's important to know that every organization after college baseball has those same positions, and you're going to be an important cog in that wheel. And uh, when you get into your, you know, when you get into your family, you're, you're going to be a dad, you're going to be a a husband and there's going to be different roles that you have to take throughout that process and helping them understand that uh that you just have to listen correctly and uh, like i like i said earlier conflict's really important how to handle that conflict's probably a really big one for me i really enjoy helping them through conflict and understanding how to how to deal with the emotions of conflict in the moment so that <clears throat> so that you're not making the problem bigger and you can get to a you know, and get to a positive outcome of what started as maybe something potentially negative. And, you know, you can go on and on about the different things that, and it's great when guy, some guy call you, you know, one of your guys calls you back and say, hey, coach, I'm getting married, or hey, coach, you know, I got this job, now I'm coaching baseball at my, at my dream high school. And, you know, you go down the list of all those, I'm having a baby, you can get all those 
all those things that are are great and and the fact that they want to call and talk to you about it is uh is a huge reward and it's um and just giving them the skills to be successful in those situations is what's most important and the baseball winning at the baseball is the byproduct of that i feel very confident in our program and and that uh, we're going to be successful. We're going to win some games, lose some games. Our goal is always to be, you know, sustainable so that we're going to be good every year. And when things fall in line, we're going to be great. And that's uh, something that I hope I can help them with moving into to life as well. You know, you're going to have great years and you're going to have average years. Um, but how do we deal with those different those different events yeah, in me life personally, is really I love important. When you talk about, uh, you know, teaching uh, how to handle conflict, that's that's great, especially for, you know, these young kids and everything. And, uh, you know, it was a lot different when we were growing up. It, conflict, you just taught yourself how to deal with it. And, um, you know, I, I'm sure we all hear from our wives and everything that we don't handle it well and all that. So uh, that's great that you're teaching these young young men how to handle different things on the field, off the field. Um, so I love that personally. Uh, you know, my next question I got for you is when do you start looking at a kid? You know, nowadays you you have these division one programs that are looking at kids at who knows seventh to eighth grade and everything. Um, you know, when's, when's that time where you could use to tell yourself, you know, this is someone we're going to look at Is it junior year, senior year, sophomore year. What are you, what are you looking at? I would say we start to pay attention to names after their sophomore year. And, um, and we start to have, what I'll say some key guys that we're aware of, obviously we're not aware of all of them because that they come out of the cracks at all different times throughout their high school and summer seasons. But of the guys we're aware of, we start to have some visits for juniors um, in their junior year. Um, generally speaking, towards the end of the first semester, but really after Christmas break, uh, you know, we'll start having juniors on campus just to get familiar. And that way, as we move into next summer and we're out watching them play, we've had the opportunity to walk them around campus and get to know each other just a little bit and just kind of start that relationship. So I would say between the end of their sophomore year and the beginning of their juniors when we, that relationship starts, definitely not during their sophomore year. Gotcha. So, so what you're saying then is that you won't be at any 10U baseball game scouting 10-year-olds? <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely not. Nope. So, so what not. Unless it's my own. I mean, my, my youngest is 11, so maybe I can scout some kids there. Yeah, there, there you go. So, again, just to reiterate, right. what you're saying is – that 9, 10, 11 U baseball, losing is not an issue. It's okay to make mistakes. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll tell you, I, was, I started my coaching in, uh, North, in the Northville um, City Travel League. You know, they have the, I can't remember the names of their teams anymore. I think it's the Broncos. Stampede, Broncos, and Mustangs. Yeah, there's three teams there. Oh, yep. And, uh, I uh, I took a 9U Stampede team a long time ago, and uh, these kids some I mean some of them end up being really good ball players, and some of them ended up not not continuing to play. But the fun that we had with them really catapulted them into just uh, years of um, and we lost 80% of our games and maybe more. I'm, I'm I probably forgot the record on purpose, but uh, it's <laughs> it we lost a lot more than we won. But we had a great experience, and these kids, I would say 75% of them played baseball all the way through high school and had a, had a great you know, great experience with it. But if we're barking and yelling at them at, at 9U or 10U because they're losing baseball games, um, then they're going to they're gonna have burnout. And that's, that's, that's part of you know, what you're alluding to is, you know, as, as we yell and scream at, at kids and try to win 
at all expenses at 9, 10, 11, 12, you even 13, 14, you, you know, you're going to, they're going to be their, their baseball. They need to have some less pressure baseball moments, especially when they're young, they're going to have enough of those pressure moments when they get to high school and beyond there that they don't need them when they're nine, 10, eight, seven. I've seen some seven U leagues that are cranking. It's just, it's, they don't need that. And it's, it's important that they're having fun with the sport. When I grew up, I know it's different now, but we played baseball in the front yard every single day with all kinds of different, oh, yeah. you know, yep. equipment, you know, whether it's tennis balls or, you know, what bats we use. You know, I, I don't even know. We, <laughs> we made everything up, and it, it was so much fun, and we didn't – I can't imagine – I know that doesn't happen much now, and, and there's a lot of reasons for that, which we don't need to go into, but they, that's been replaced with, you know, travel ball practice and travel ball, you know um, – weekends in the summer and and all these different <clears throat> components of that and, it, and at some point we got to remember that these kids need to have fun so they love this game when they're 16 and when they're going through a, a bad moment they're not going to quit because they're sick of the adversity at 16 they've already done it 20 times whereas when they're 16 if they're going through adversity maybe it's their first or second time they've gone through it we can help them through that and they can still be a successful ball player you know as they become older oh that's that's awesome, you know, and I think it's important for because we got a lot of young kids that listen to this as well, um, as well as travel ball coaches and uh, of all ages. And I think it's important for all of you guys out there to hear that this is coming from a collegiate level coach saying, "Don't don't burn your kids out so young. Let them let them enjoy themselves. Let them have fun." And speaking of fun. We kind of do this with all of our guests. This is a fun little game that we do. Um, we're going to fire off some random questions at you, answer them to the best of your ability type thing, um, and then we'll go from there. Are you ready for it? Sure. What do you got? All right. So my first question is this. Do you prefer coaching first base, third base, or a bench coach? What's your favorite? So I've I've gone for years at third base, and uh, just recently, a year and a half ago, um, I switched it up and I went in the dugout. and the, And I think I might prefer coaching at third base, but it's much easier to manage the game from the dugout with substitutions. When you get to college, there's no reentry level, whereas in high school there's reentry rules, so you're able to move guys in and out much, a little bit easier. Whereas in college, if you make a move, you know, it's, it's permanent. <laughs> so it's yeah. just, it's, uh, it's easier to manage the game with a deeper roster and just understanding the, the whole um, scope of things rather than, rather than just on the fly. So, I, I mean, I, I love being on the field. I love being a part of it that way, but honestly, I call everything from the dugout and now I can manage the game there as well. So it's, it's probably 50, 50 between the, the bench and third base. I love being at both places. Okay. All right. Next question is, are you a seed guy or a bubblegum guy, and what flavor of either do you like the best? I'm a seed guy, and I like dill. A dill pickle? That's our second one in a row, Jim, that, yeah, yeah, that has yeah. said dill pickle. Yeah, yeah. I, like, uh, I like the dill. <laughs> I like it switching sure. it up a little bit. Barbecue, barbecue is good, too, but it makes my nose run, and that's never good in the middle of the game, especially okay. now with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right right now on your mask or whatever it may be uh my question for you so i got a, i got two for you here um yep. first one here if college made you guys coach in a suit and tie would you still be a college coach yes but i wouldn't like it i mean we'd argue about it <laughs> <Not yet. laughs> 
I don't know who we'd have to wrestle to get that one out, but we'd wrestle someone. Yeah. I like it. Uh, next one I got here for you. Uh, if one of your kids play, or your players on your team asked you to be in one of their TikToks, would you do it? So I, I usually make deals on things like that. And uh, this year's, uh, so our football coach at Alma wears a kilt for home games as a coaching. And uh, I've said no to that all these these last several years. I did tell them this year, though, that uh, if they won the conference, I would wear a kilt in the next game. So I assume a TikTok would probably be something similar. They'd have to they'd have to yeah. earn that. Everything's earned. Nothing's given. Everything's earned. So they're going to have to earn a TikTok out of me. I like it. That's fair. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. It, if you had to, since you're a coach now and you're not a player anymore, we're going to go to a walk-up song for a coach. If you got to go out there and pull a pitcher or make a mound visit, what would your walk-up song be to make that mound visit? You know, I'm, uh, I've gotten to that age. My oldest is 20. He'll be 21 here <laughs> soon. And, uh, he comments on my music choices all the time. And, uh, and I would say I'm I'm across the board genres wise, but I'm probably not up to date on the new hip hop songs. But there's this new one I heard that he started making fun of me on. It's uh, what is that? Astronauts in the ocean or something like that. And there's this little part of it where <laughs> okay, the, I yeah, like the yeah. beat. It's talking about going in the deep end, which is kind of fun. And uh, he told me that's just a TikTok song and it's dumb. But uh, but I think it'd be kind of cool. So I don't know. There's uh, of course. There's your old rock songs that'd be kind of fun, and but uh, but who knows? Luckily, I don't have to think about that. <laughs> All right, I like it. Astronauts in the ocean. I like it. Going yeah. off the deep end, uh -huh. about to pull you from the game. I like. Uh -huh. it. I like that. Uh -huh. I just got a few more here. Um, yeah. If you could be any baseball player in the world, who would it be? Ooh. Um. Gosh, that's a good question. And don't Lots don't take into the think think about the fact that Carlos Correa is about to make a whole bunch of money too. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, you know, maybe I'm showing my age right now, but I I love the way Alan Chamel played the game, and uh, that uh, you know he didn't make as much money as Carlos Correa was going to make. But, uh, yeah, I uh, I have his jersey hanging in my my loft where I have a bunch of jerseys, but, uh, Alan Trammell was, uh, where it was at for me. I saw, I went to the, I was at the game five world series, in 1984. And, you know, I was, um, and he was one of my, he's always been one of my favorites. So if I had to play the game, like anyone, he just, he was steady, never anything flashy, got it done, got it done both in the field and at the plate, solid average hitter, pow, you know, occasional power and uh, respectful, humble servant type of dude. And that's what I'm looking for. Perfect. They, one of my him and LK line are are my two tigers. So, um, last last one for you here, and then we'll get into our last full question. Favorite baseball movie? Uh, Bull Durham. It's our second one in a row for Bull Durham too. Man, <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> we gotta start making credit. a tally of these. Yeah, we yeah right. no brainer there. There's a lot of good baseball movies, but uh, Bull Durham's where it's at. Awesome. So we ask all of our guests at the end of the show here, 
Um, this this last question, it can be any baseball moment. What's what's one moment in baseball, travel, little league, collegiate, anything that that you just will never forget? Uh, so if we're if we're talking coaching, anything, anything, it can be okay. back when you were playing. Anything. Well, I would say. Uh, I'll give you two. First one, I was coaching, and it was uh, at Plymouth, and Plymouth had never uh, hadn't won anything significant in quite a while, and we've been working towards it, and um, we won four districts in a row. But the first one that started that whole string, just seeing the joy in the guys' faces when that happened, I mean, it was pure joy. It, uh, you know, the guys were excited in subsequent years, but nothing like that first one, and just being able to share that with them and, and uh, you know, they, all these guys, including the teams that don't win, put in lots of work all winter long and their whole lives, really. You know, they start at 7, 8, 9, 10, you, and they're working towards doing something special. And, I, you know, what I really like about uh, school ball is, you know, you, you're always associated with with your team. And I, I talk about how you're, no one's going to remember you went three for four. Everyone's going to remember that that banner's up there and you're all part of that team. And that's something special that those guys won and are always going to be a part of. And to see the pure joy in their face just meant that that us as coaches were doing the right the right thing. And I'm not even talking about coaching the right way. I'm just talking about being in the right spot. Being a coach is uh, is irreplaceable. So, you know, I really enjoyed that moment. As a kid, 1984 World Series is, not, is going to be hard to beat that's being tough. there in that last game. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the uh, as far as coaching goes, seeing those guys have success and and just the pure satisfaction of the work they put in, meaning something big that's going to last, you know, forever. That they're going to be able to go back to at their 25-year reunion and see their their year on the board to know that they did something special that year, and it was it was really fun. That's that's a that's a really cool story. You know, it's it's it was it's a really cool story. I and I appreciate that. And and coach with that, you know, we appreciate you jumping on the show with us. We appreciate all the insight that you had. You know, obviously we'd like to have you come back. You know, I, probably not during the middle of your season because you're going to be super busy, but maybe after the season to recap it with us, would you be willing to do that with us? Almost uh, definitely. I appreciate you having me. It was a blast. Awesome. Hey, everybody out there, go check out Alma College this year. Try to get to some of their games. It's going to be a blast. They have a beautiful ballpark over there. Coaches have been working really hard to get their their uh, their team going and getting them ready. And and again, you know, for right now, we'll uh, we'll sign off. And everybody have a great rest of the day. All right, appreciate Thanks, it, guys. coach.